0: Love Talk Radio Warning You have entered the realm Of the gods So give us your mind And your full attention So you say you deal with Esoteric information? I never heard of such Well you're in for a treat Black talk, black talk, This is the block talk. I lean L. Bay, dropping juice every day. Block talk, block talk. This is the block talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. Block talk, block talk. This is the block talk. I lean L. Bay, dropping jewels juice every day. Block talk, block talk. This is the block talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. So you claim to be a God? Damn right, I'm a God. The maker, the owner. Cream of the planet Earth. Father of civilization. God of the universe. I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. Tune in or lose, friend. All strategies apply mathematically. The information he drops is real powerful. So get your notepad, it's more than an hour full. Watch your jaw, the crew with Watch Talk. Indigenous it to the land wherever we
1: stand. First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter. Invisible lines don't apply with cross borders. Silly rabbit, knowledge for God. No matter where you resign, Lodge Temple of Mars. So don't fret or proceed with hesitation. Just tune in to Blob Talk to get the information. Peace.
0: Halate Washington East. This is Brother Fahim El Bave. Filling in for Dr. Arleem El Bay for tonight. I'll be your host. And uh I hope everything is alright with you and yours and your families all over the world. So many things is happening, you know, uh too many things are happening around the world to people. uh but I always like to think on the good side There's a lot of good things that's happening To us as well You know uh, I'm here to, uh, tonight And we're going to touch on the Things dealing with Moors And Moorish science The Moorish science of religion Of uh, the religions of Christianity And Islam uh, I touched on that one lecture And I'm just I'm going to give a part two of that Tonight And uh I'm going to read a few uh, things from the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. Uh, Some of the things I didn't get a chance to read at the last uh, blog talk show. So I'm going to read uh, these paragraphs here. I'm going to read this here. It says, um, chapter 48, Jesus receives from the hierophant his mystic name and number passes the first brotherhood test and receives his first degree sincerity the manor took down from the wall a scroll on which was written down the number and the name of every attribute and character he said two the circle is the symbol of the perfect man and the seven is the number of the perfect man Three the logos, the logos meaning word, okay The logos is the perfect word that which creates that which destroys and that which saves the Hebrew master is the legend of the holy One, the circle of the human race, the seven of time. Hmm. And in the record book, the, the scribe wrote down the logo circle seven, and this was Jesus known. So we're dealing with the circle seven, the Holy Koran, aren't we? <laughs> You're still dealing with uh Morris Science. This is the Holy Koran circle seven. This is the Aquarian gospel of Jesus to Christ that I'm studying out of. So this is to give you the more of an understanding of What has been written in the Circle 7, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ, the Bible, the Holy Quran, and so forth. Okay, I'm going to go on to Chapter 58. Okay, it says here, Meeting of the Sages, Continued, Presentation of the Seven Universal Postulates. Now, when the Sages were refreshed, they opened up the Book of Life and read, too. They read the story of the life of man, of all his struggles, losses and gains, in the light of past, events and needs. They saw what would be best for him in coming years. They knew the kind of laws and precepts suited best to his estate. They saw the highest God ideal that the race could comprehend for upon the seven postulates, their state, postulates their, these stages were to formulate the great philosophy of life and worship of the coming age must rest. Five. Now Ming-sei was the oldest sage. He took the chair of chief and said, Man is not far enough and advanced to live by faith; he cannot comprehend the things his eyes see not. he yet is child, and during all the coming age, he must be taught by pictures, symbols, rites, and forms, okay, I means they was a was a Chinese more from the Z dynasty. That's what he's talking about. Okay, okay. He said he is yet his child. That he is a child. We all were childs when we first, all children, when we first come into the mysteries and into the uh, uh, the occult science of Christianity and of Islam. So we come in as a child. So we can be brought up through certain levels of learning of the teachings of more science and Islam of Islam, Christianity, Buddhism, Judaism, the Brahmas, the Zendavestas, the Bhagavad Gita, etc., etc., etc. Okay, listen good, listen good, people. His God must be a human God. He cannot see a God by faith. Okay? He must have the God in him. He must recognize the God in his higher self, in his higher nature. He must see that God. When you look in the mirror, you look in that God. That is the higher self. And then he cannot rule himself. The king must rule. The man must serve. That means the lower self must serve the higher self. That's what the lower self must do. That is Satan, the lower self. That is the Satan of the self. I hope everybody's understanding this. Okay. Men call them lesser gods. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on a different page. Okay. It says here, the age that follows this will be the age of man, the age of faith. And that blessed age of the human race will see without the aid of carnal eyes. will hear the sound of sound. We'll know the spirit, which is God. The age we enter is the preparation of age, and all the and all the schools and governments and worship rites must be designed in simple in a simple way that men must comprehend. And man cannot originate; he builds by patterns. That he sees. So in this council we must carve out pattern for the coming age. And we must formulate the gnosis, the knowledge or the science of the empire of the soul, which rests on seven postulates. Each sage in turn shall form a postulate, and these shall be the basis of the creeds of men until the perfect age shall come. Then Menzi wrote the first All things are thought, all life is thought, activity, the multitude of beings are but phases of the one great thought made manifest. Lo, Goddess and thought is God. Then Vidyapati wrote the second postulate. Eternal thought is one, and one it is two, intelligence and force. And when they breathe, a child is born. The child is love. That is the true trinity. They're talking about mother, father, child, or mother, father, son. Okay? Okay? And thus the triune God stands forth, whom men call father, mother, child. This triune God is one, but like the one of light. In essence, he is seven. And when the triune God breathes forth, lo, seven spirits stand before his face. They are creative attributes. And, they, and that's all they are they are attributes of one man and of one person just like i explained before uh last um uh, lecture I gave in a blog talk show last week about uh uh mary the son of, uh, uh, mary the uh the mother of jesus Mary his sister Mary Madeline, the supposed prostitute, three Marys, that is the triune, or the uh, trinity of the feminine principle. This is what they're talking about. Men... Um see. Men called them lesser gods and in their image they made man. And Casper wrote the third, man was a thought of God, seen in the image of Septenate, other in the substances of soul, and his desires were strong, sought of manifest on every plane, life and for himself he made a body of the ethers meaning energy of the earthly forms and so descend to the plane of earth. In this descent he lost his birthright. Sound familiar? Listen people. Sound familiar, I'm gonna read this again. In his descent he lost his birthright, lost his harmony with God and made discordant all the notes of life and harmony and evil all the same so evil is the handwork of man and said he lost his birthright and his descendant that's what happened to us as a people we lost our birthrights we must get it back. You arrive through certain neighborhoods, and you see beautiful homes, real beautiful homes, I mean, luxurious homes, and that Europeans are occupying. When I was saying to a good friend of mine today, I said, when well, we ran through these neighborhoods, I was saying that, yeah, look at these homes. They are living off of our birthrights. And that is the problem: birthright theft.
1: All this go hand in
0: hand, because all religion is—it means go for or go back, or rewind, or return. Coming from the word religion. Okay, let me move along here. Ashbina wrote the fourth. Seeds do not germinate in light. They they do not grow until they find the soil and hide themselves away from light. Man was evolved a seed of everlasting life, but in the ethers of the triune God the light was far too great for the seeds so the seeds to grow okay I'm going to read this over again after wrote the fourth seeds do not germinate in light they do not grow until they find the soil and hide themselves away from light because what what it says before they see the light and the truth they comprehend it not this relates to that term. Let me move along here. Man was evolved seed of everlasting life, but in the ethers of the triune God, the life was far too great for seeds to grow. You get it? And so man sought the soil of carnal life. Mm. And in the dark sunness of the earth, he found a place where he could germinate and grow. The seed was taken root and grow full well and grown full well. The tree of human life is rising from the soil of earthly things and under natural law is reaching up to perfect form. There are so there, there are no supernatural acts of God to lift a man from carnal life to spirit blessedness. He grows as as he grows as grows the plant, and in due time is perfected the quality of the soul that makes it and possible for man to rise to spirit life is purity I'm gonna stop right here okay okay I hope a lot of people get this, what I'm talking about I'm trying to explain certain things as best as I can as possible and as I say again I'm not an all-knower I'm too intelligent for that There's certain things here I'm going to read some things out of here Called The Hidden Wisdom in the Holy Bible By Godfrey Hudson Volume 1 and Volume 2 These are two, uh, two volumes that, that I will say again this should be a must In Every Moors Library in every Moore's library for serious study to get a better understanding of the moral science of Christianity because a lot of our sciences are in there. Some of us have to be very careful when we say we are not Christians. You no. Know, uh, well, what, Christian, or what, what part of Christianity do you study or do you read and study? You know, You have, uh, what is it? uh, Is it the Christianity that you then talk to you and all of these churches and cathedrals? That Christianity? That's not actual Christianity. But then you have the esoteric Christianity. Or some people may say the occult Christianity, or hidden culture Christianity. The Christianity of Hidden Culture, which deals with the Gnostics and the Gnosis, known as the Knowing Ones. The Masonic G on the Masonic, between between the square and compass, also represents Gnosis, Gnostic, meaning the Knowing Ones. It not only designates geometry, but it also designates Gnosis or Gnostic as well. It has different meanings. Those of you that are in the Masonic Order, I'm hoping you'll listen to this tonight. That is also what the G means, Okay. The human tree of life, the trunk of tree, and the microcosmic sense is represented by the spinal column and cord. The spreading branches are the afferent and efferent nerves in the body. The flowers represent the four centers or chakras in the etheric and, and superphysical bodies together with their associated nerve centers and glands in the physical body. In humans, the fruits of tree of knowledge of good and evil are at least twofold. Are you listening? Okay. There are at least twofold. As previously suggested, they consist of the natural products of the evolutionary process and also of the capacity of an esoteric to use and express the primal and manifested life principle at any level of consciousness and through any chakra or organ. In nature, the fruit represents the varied life and beauty forms which she, with such prodigality, ever continues to produce. See, it deals with the chakras as well, the seven chakras. The seven wheels of light, which is also connected to the perfect man, the circle seven. Let me read on here. When humans consciously express the generative power in procreation, they symbolically partake in the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The statement that Adam was forbidden to do so by the deity on pain of death on the same day dealing with Genesis 2 verse 17 a false prophecy since this did not occur may be regarded as a cover or a blind concealment from the profane a deep esoteric wisdom because we know that didn't happen the take of the fruit and you know the human family was, uh, or human race was cursed from therein. You know that never did happen. This is what this book is explaining. This is the esoteric. This is the hidden wisdom in the Holy Bible. But I'm reading to you and try to break down. By all means, I can read it from you from the says here the published note. I'm gonna get back to this, but I'm gonna read this here. the Hidden Wisdom of the Holy Bible, is a theosophical classic. That means, uh, that means the wisdom of God. Okay, Theo is in Greek. Sophical or sophi is what means wisdom. Okay. To read this again. The Joffrey Hudson's the, wisdom, the, the the Hidden Wisdom of the Holy Bible is a theosophical classic, which demonstrates the method of uncovering the teachings of the ageless wisdom concealed within the stories and the metaphors of the Old and New Testaments. Since its original four-volume for form is unwieldy un, un, and repetitions, repetitious, and since Hudson's, Hudson's style is difficult for modern readers, and we have prepared a two-volume abridgment of Hansen's work. Our aim in this edition is to make the classic of the of theosophical literature accessible to contemporary readers. Volume 1 of this series contains much of the material in Hansen's original volume 1. Its is purpose is to lay out and demonstrate statistics uh, uh, how to pronounce this word here? Uh, Sincerely, Hudson's Method of Biblical Interpretation, Volume Two of the series, provides selections from Hudson's interpretations of key scriptural episodes, such as the creation, the flood, and the life of Joseph and the Exodus, chosen for, from the material in the original Volume Two, Three, and Four. Care has been taken to modernize Hudson's style while remaining faithful to his method. Quotations from the King James, versions, uh, King James Version are now identified by chapter and verse and parentheses in the next. Definitions of the Theosophical and Sanskrit terms formerly given in footnotes has been inter- integrated into the text. Okay? Now I'm going back. Where are we left off at? Okay? I want you to uh, get a good, good under- understanding or what these two volume books is about, and I'm trying to uh, uh, read it to you as carefully as I can, so I can interpret these of uh, uh, what has been said in the Bible and how they break it down to you, and not to take the Bible or the Quran in a literal sense. You take it in the esoteric sense, same thing you do with the Circle Seven Quran. Of the holy temple of science and the holy uh uh Moorish science temples, the same thing. Because in the regular holy, the regular holy, and the regular uh, Moorish temple, uh, Moorish science temples uh, of America Incorporated, they don't teach you. They don't really, really teach you the esoteric meanings of the Circle Seven Koran. They really don't. Tell them don't. I'll put it that way. You may have a few temples that do but for most, they don't. Some of you that have been to these temples, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, let me read on here. Let me read this again. The statement that Adam was forbidden to do so by the deity on pain of truth on the same day is a false prophecy. Since this does not did not occur, may be regarded as a cover or a blind concealing from the profane a deep esoteric wisdom. The profane meaning the masses of the people or the public, okay? This concerns the existence, the source, the nature, and the uses, lowest and highest of the creative life force by humankind. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the gardens, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Genesis 3, verse 3. Okay? This is the explanation of this, of the scripture. Okay? The terms death to die have a particular significance in the symbolic language. Death can refer to
1: spiritual deadness
0: or a state of becoming cut off from Form or dead to spiritual awareness and power, and the sense the words death and die do not connote the finality ordinarily at, atri- attributed to physical death, but r- refer only to a temporary loss of the illumination and the wisdom of the higher self. Such a reading is somewhat supported by the fact that sexual ex- excess can produce this mental loss, which will remain a, as long as the error is continued. If, therefore, the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is in part the power to procreate, and the danger of death in the above sense exists because of the, the spiritualizing effect of access, then the word die in Genesis uh, Genesis uh, 3, chapter 3, verse 3, may also be regarded as a veiled reference to the fact that the excesses can produce such a deadening result. I hope a lot of you understood this paragraph that I just read to you. Okay? It says the transmutation of, proc- of procreative power Adam Malone in the Garden of Eden personifies, as we have seen, the passion, free state of the first physical humans on earth who were drawn to this. The innocent condition of the early human exists in all humanity from the time of birth to the dawn of puberty. The Garden of Eden itself was its totality of created things, plant, animal, animal, human, together in the undwell and in the indwelling divine presence and two interpretation may also be regarded as a symbol of the physical body of humans. Adam and Eve would then represent the opposite or uh, opposite per, uh polarized creative energies, while the tree of, of life symbolizes the spinal cord and brain. Okay. Said the puberty of humankind, like individual puberty, causes allegorical expulsion from Eden, which is regained when it, the pure innocence of childhood becomes the conscious purity of spiritualized humanity. Between the innocence of Eden and full redemption or ascension into the adeptship, humanity passes through a period of bondage and captivity, sub,
1: subservience.
0: To materialism, selfishness, sensuality—the phase with which the Old Testament is partly concerned. Additional examples can be found in the bondage of the Israelites in Egypt, the descent of Joseph, and to the pit and the imprisonment of Samson. Oh, you know Samson, uh, which he's supposed to be—he was pushing down the two pillars. He had, he was about blind. He was blind to reason and understanding. That's what he was blind to. And when he pushed down the two pillars that was pushing down the uh the fall equinox and the spring equinox. He was the sun. He was coming through he had passed through the went through the Passover through the spring equinox and he was coming through the fall meaning equinox, meaning in Greek. That's what that symbolizes. Sam's son. Okay. The serpent and the tree as symbols of creative power. The tree of life also symbolizes both the creative and inventive capacity of the human intellect and a response condition of matter. These being a characteristic. Of an advanced phase of evolution, the life force active in the human mind, which thus, and and, fair and, fair and fired becomes imbued with the generative impulse. It is symbolized by the sap tree of life. It is, it is the interpretation. The serpent is the phallic force itself, and. The tree of life is human consciousness and its vehicles in which that force is active. Together, they constitute creative power, Macrocosmic and microcosmic and cosmic. That is the the, uh, uh, the universal world or the or the large world world and the small world, which is the uh, world of man, the macrocosmic and the microcosmic. Okay. All right. The serpent by itself is emblematic of the adultery, phatic, triply polarized formative force in the cosmos, in the universe, in all nature, and in every vehicle of human beings. The tree of life is spirit, impregnated substance, fructified matter, forming the vehicles of any being of any level, from a logos to an MOBA. Charged as that matter as with the universal propellant, uh, propellant, vital force. One inactive, the neutral current by itself. The trunk of the tree represents the latest divine presence. One active, the positive and negative serpentine currents of the serpent, fire, kundalini, and in operation, a, pre- a previously stated, as previously stated, the symbols. For this energized condition are the serpent and the tree. Sometimes a single serpent is coiled round the trunk of the tree, while other times the two are present, one on either side of the tree. The expulsion of Adam and Eve from the garden as punishment for their supposed sin of material union has another possible meanings. After the exercise of the procreative function, not only not only is innocence of the Edenic condition lost or closed to Adam and Eve representing humankind. That's parentheses, representing humankind. But the life force itself becomes temporarily inactive. In this sense, the first parents are away from Eden as a state of consciousness while For the time being, their vehicles are no longer empowered by the fairy force. Symbolically and allegorically, they are expelled by God, who in this case, partly represents natural law. The term God may also be taken to refer to the solar deity. You hear that? Read it again. The term God may also be taken to refer to as the solar deity, who is the source of Promethean fire, which endows nature and humanity in generative potency. And this divine power that sends humankind forth from the presence of God in Eden, meaning only from the condition of pristine purity into the evolutionary field for purposes of self Unfoldment and the physical population of a universe Okay These are some of the things That you must understand When you read the Bible And also of the Quran itself If you notice in the Quran and the Bible And other uh, uh you say um uh spiritual books if you if you want to say that uh you notice uh, they're always talking about the sun and the moon and the stars. that's because it's all based on cosmology, astronomical and astrological science. This is why in your churches uh they're not interested in teaching you real Christianity. They've never been taught real Christianity. There's nothing wrong with Christianity. As I said before the last lecture I gave last week in the uh, blog talk on the blog talk show, uh, uh, all uh, that's that is our science. Those of you that go on to the most uh, uh, the most uh, science temple of America Incorporated it tells you on your on the back of your nationality card. I explained that last week. Dealing with Confucius, Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, etc., etc., etc. That's all moral science. All of it, Taoism, moral science. That's that's why it says you must give honor to all of these prophets. All of our science are there in these different religions. Krishna, same thing. They've never been taught Christianity. I know a friend of mine told me but they've never really been to church. They go to church, but they've never really been to church. They go into church with the the Bible. Or they go into the mosque with the Holy Quran. They go into the uh, Kingdom Hall with their New Testament. They go into the synagogue with their Torah. And come right, right out at the end of the services. And don't have any better understanding of those books before they went in. That is true. Because they don't know that all those signs are one. I read that to you and the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. That's what that was about. Okay? Let me move along here. Okay, it says here, the ageless ageless wisdom, sources sources of these concepts also advances the teaching that certain of the hosts of human monads, thus hesitating to embark upon the great pilgrimage through matter, attempted to resist the universal creative and expansive impulse. This shrinking and this resistance of together are said to constitute one of the esoteric and spiritually, historically realities behind the allegory of the war in heaven. Because when you're dealing with the war in heaven, I'm going to say this myself, when you're dealing with the war in heaven, that is the war with yourself. You're battling with yourself. There are a lot of us that are not at peace within ourselves. We don't have peace within ourselves. So how you you dealing with relationships? How are you going to bring peace to that woman or that man? Because you are not at one minute or at peace within yourself. I can give you an example. I'll give you an example. I would, a long time ago, a very long time ago, I was listening to this uh, talk show. I don't know if those who you who you remember, Sammy Davis Jr., and, and he was married to his German bride, uh, my Brit. You know, I don't know, the, I don't know which, no, <laughs> some of you, uh, uh that's uh, listening to the show tonight remember back then, during that time, because I'm what they call old school. So, but anyway, hear me out here. So they asked my Brit. This is after they got divorced and everything. They asked my Brit. They said, that, uh, was it a thing that a lot of pressure came to you from uh from outside sources or from Hollywood or the media or, you know, the newspapers and stuff like that, that broke up your marriage. And she said, no. You know, I felt very strong about us being married. She said the problem she had was with him. And then the uh, the man wanted to ask her, I said, well, what do you mean? with him, and she explained, she could not get him to accept himself or be who he is. He had a hard time being himself, to try to get him to stop acting in certain ways that he would act you know, he he wasn't acting normal. He did this to satisfy the so-called um, white audience. And that became a problem between him and my Brit. She would always ask him, well, why do you act like that? Why do you talk like that? Why can't you be yourself? He couldn't hardly accept he couldn't he couldn't he, he, he couldn't hardly accept for who he was. Therefore if, if you cannot accept who you are, if you can't deal with who you are, how are you gonna deal with anybody else or anyone else? Regardless of what nationality or whether it was so called color they are, You have to be at one with yourself first. You must have peace and harmony from within for God or the God without or God outside of yourself and start looking for the God within. Because there within yourself is the true answer. That is the real answer. It's within ourselves. Not in a church, not in a synagogue, not in a temple, not in a mosque, not in a cathedral, not at the Kingdom Hall. The answer is within ourselves. Everybody understood that, what I just said. Okay. Okay, I'm going to move it along here. I'll read this again. This shrinking and thus resistance together are full to constitute one of the esoteric and spiritual, spiritually historical realities behind the allegory of the war in heaven. Revelation 12, verse 7. It may also be regarded in more general terms as the conflict between spirit and body matter, between spirituality and the materialistic world, what they're saying, whether cosmic or microcosmic, universal or human. In humans, this 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 struggle only ends when the outer terrestrial nature has been brought into complete conformity with the spirit within. everybody get that okay every day candidate every candidate for the higher initiations
1: must win,
0: and so end this war by slaying every unspiritual attribute still remaining in the lower nature. thus St. George slew the dragon as did so many other heroines and heroes of world mythologies, the labors of Hercules doubtless, possesses the same mystical significance. When you see any one uh uh you see any one of these Hercules movies, when you see Hercules kill the lion, which is which is the sign of Leo, because Hercules is a, a mythical uh solar mythical figure, a solar mythical sun god. He's representing the sun. So he's fighting the the the, the, the uh the zod- the zodiacal sign of Leo, the lion. He breaks the lion's neck. So he has overcome that stage of his lower nature. He's conquered that. That's what that symbolically means. Okay. In summary, the rebellious angels were none other than the monads of humans who hesitated to surrender their universality and their unstained ascetic purity and obedience to the cosmic evolutionary impulse, process, and purpose. Eventually, the rebels were obliged by that impulse to descend into generations. Karmic disability is said to have followed, influencing some of them to become servants of the dark faith, rebels against society or rebels against society and scourges of the rest of humankind on the earth. It is the fourth round. Furthermore, an actual war was waged on earth in the days of the Atlantis. When these servants, the black magicians and sorcerers, attack their adept guardians. Now, what do they mean by black? They don't, they're not talking about a group of people called black people, as has been mis, so misinterpreted in the Bible. They are talking about the people of darkness, the rulers of darkness. That's what they are talking about. Okay. I know some of you that listen to the show tonight understand what I'm I already understand what I'm ta- talking about, but there's some that don't, and to, this is this is actually for them. Okay. All right. When all human beings felt aversion, and all did not all all did not rebel. Assistance was required, however, in embarking upon the path of forthgoing and accomplishing descent into the deeper uh, desensitized of matter. The necessary allurement or temptation to participate in the vast involutionary and evolutionary activity initiated at creative dawn, as described an allegory in the account of temptation of Eve by Satan. Members of the Elohim, full form because Evolved forms preceding cycles of manifestation, undertook this work and may not still be undertaking it in this or other solar systems of induction and mental, emotional and physical bodies. The devil is a personification of this order of intelligence, as also of their function. They're talking about the devil. Now, the devil is a personification of what I just read to you. That is the devil, not some spiritual deity that's lurking around outside anywhere, trying to take possession of you, because you are that devil as well as the God tells you in the one-on-ones, Satan, where is Satan? Satan is our lower nature, or our lower selves. This is what this is pertaining to. Thus, the tree of life within Eden, in a limited interpretation, is the life force in nature, in a state of balance or equilbrium. The serpent associated with this represents the twin currents, positive and negative. That is the uh, what you see on the uh, on some uh, medical uh, uh, medical symbols that represents the medical prof- profession is the two serpents. It represents the negative and the positive. Okay, the two opposites. The purpose associated with the represent represented the, the two currents, currents positive and negative, with the tree trunk as third, by which the triple creative fire and manifests. The fruit of the fire is the subsequent development, the harvest of accruing accruing from the activity of the divine life within the matter of the universe, and particularly. The fruits of the great monadic pilgrimage of forthgoing and return. Adam represents both humani- humanity, the Monad, and the first physical humans on Earth, who were androgynous. Adam and Eve, as separated entities, represent the later stage of humanity, as Monad ego, clove in male and female physical pers- personalities. They are personifications of the human race after its division into to men and women. Before before this taking place, complete innocence or creative inactivity exists. After the separation, procreation begins, knowledge a gradually gained from this evolution and experience, bring bring that knowledge and its resultant powers to the highest fruition. So that human humankind ultimately becomes a god. Therefore the serpent truthfully said In this day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. It means you should know better. They were innocent, but now their eyes were open they will know the difference between right and wrong. Because at first they didn't, now they do. This is dealing with human consciousness. This is dealing with the human family. Or some people say the human race. This is dealing with every woman and man on the earth. That's what Adam and Eve represents, not the no actual Adam and Eve as two people that once, upon a time in ancient history, that walked earth. No, that's not true. They're talking about us, men and you, woman. That's what all that is symbolic of. The prices to be paid for the development of this deific power is heavy indeed. The souls of humans are encased in matter, and they temporarily become prey to the delusion of self-separated individual, visuality to sex, and to the dangers of resulting from sexual abuse. Self-degraded as a result. Humanity, Adam and Eve, is allegorically described as being... Condemned by God and driven out of Eden. Okay, Grace in the Eyes of the Lord. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his greatness. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons: Shem, Ham, and Jethro. And Jethim. This is Genesis six, eight through ten. And one, and one meaning, as 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 we have seen. Noah is the personification of the holder of the office, Manu, which is the mind, in the spiritual government of solar systems, chains, rounds, planets, and races. Noah, in particular, represents the root and seed manners, which vocation it is to absorb and preserve within their auras, or arcs, during the Perlaeus, flood the seas of living things, and the monads of humans. These they deliver to their successors as the opening of the next bovantura, meaning post-diluvian, dispensation. Okay, that's what that means. And in the mystical interpretation, Noah represents the monad, a ego, which, though limited and even stained, in its moral manifestation of the physical body. Nevertheless, in its own essential nature, remain unstable or unstainable and unstained. Thus, Noah found grace in, in the eyes of the Lord and was just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. In this interior sense, The term God refers to the human monad, of which the ego is the product and with which it is ever at one. The three sons of Noah personify the human, emotional, and physical bodies. I'll read this again. The three sons of Noah personify the human, mental, that's one son, emotional, that's the second son, and physical, that's the third son. Their wives represents the expressed powers and attributes in Sanskrit, shaktis. Or Sanskrit meaning Sanskrit, okay. For those who didn't know, all right. Noah and his family thus stand for the whole nature of humanity. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold. It was corrupt, for all flesh and corrupt, his way opened up the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. That's Genesis 6, 11-13. Okay so, so historically, these verses refer to the degradation or corruption and to which the people of the early fourth move race fail. The maximum materialism which occurs during all fourth phase manifestations when compared with the spirituality typical of both earlier and later approach. Approaches is also indicated. the fourth phase of a sevenfold cycle, a forthcoming return represents both the deepest level of descent and the beginning of an ascent. It is marked by the maximum degradation of spirit produced by embodiment and dis- and and desist and desist matter and of, of life and consciousness by incarnation and moral vehicles. According to esoteric philosophy, the corruption of the Atlantean. Which is the fourth race, people was an historical fact, as also was the destruction by the drowning of great numbers of the physical bodies. The flood legends of the scriptures of other civilizations are also partly based upon these events. These are just some things that are. I'd like to read off and study along with you tonight. There's something different that I usually talk about uh, dealing with nationality and birthright. But just want to get y'all to understand those of you uh, that's trying to understand the Bible and the Quran and the Circle 7 esoterically. This is what these books are for. I'll uh, say it again, those that just came a little late in the show, uh, you want to get the Volume 1 and Volume 2 of Hidden Wisdom in the Holy Bible by, God, uh, by Godfrey Hodson, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-H-O-D-S-O-N. Spell it again, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-H-O-D-S-O-N. Okay, Volume 1 and Volume 2. And also, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ by Lephos Levi. help you to understand the Circle 7 a lot better. As I said before, uh, these are not things that the prophet had stolen or uh, put into the Circle 7 and the 101s and 102s. That's not what he has done. All he has done was uh, gather a lot of this information which is our knowledge and our sciences. They said it before they stole it we must take it back and that's what he has done. Some of you that read the book Unto the I Grant by Amart, the Ancient Mystical Order of the Rosal uh a lot of that a lot of our stolen sciences that the prophet had gathered and compile into certain books like the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ and the Circle Seven. He has not stolen anything. He has compiled them into these books. They are compilations of different sources of information that uh, that has used to be the study. Of our ancient foremothers and forefathers. Before they were stolen by these Europeans. Now he is taking them back. And that's all what these books are. I want to get that understanding among the people. Because too many times I hear about Papa uh, Noble Ali. all he did was stole the books from the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. And and um, put it into the circle seven. You know that's not true. That is not true. And for one thing, I'm tired of hearing a lot of these Negroes always giving uh, these so-called white white people all the credit for everything. They want to give them the credit for all of the Black Law dictionaries, uh, the Bouvier dictionaries, and the Bellatine dictionaries. No, those are our science all those belongs to us. Those are our laws. The UCCs, those are our laws. Those are our laws that we had of the high seas because we controlled the high seas at one time. Now the European call them the Uniform Commercial Codes. Those are our laws. When you say mooring, uh, when you say mooring through the high seas, mooring uh, 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 through the water, that is a Moorish term. And we, we do not. We need not, a lot of us need to do a lot of studying and reading. A lot of studies and reading. So we can know know what the hell we be talking about at times. Let me go on here. Move it along. Okay, okay we read here is Joseph as an initiate, okay, Joseph as an initiate. this entry of the mon ego upon the path of holiness is also portrayed in the life and story of Joseph. The tests and trials of an initiate, false accusation and imprisonment. That's that's in parentheses, okay. The growing wisdom, the advancement of the favors of the land of Egypt and its pharaoh. These indicate the procedures of initiation and through, through and through the lesser and here yeah, and greater mysteries, okay. I wish to, um I'm remind you that this Western Freemasonry it has the lesser mysteries it has the lesser mysteries and they and they only got three degrees of that of the lesser mysteries okay, and for those um a lot of you boys out there talking about um uh, all these secrets that Mason's supposed to have. Uh, there isn't any, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on that on another topic. Um, I'm not gonna get on that tonight, but I'm gonna save that for another topic. Okay. The services rendered by Joseph and his death refer to ascension or ship. Every initiate enacts a at first only uh, figuratively in the lesser mysteries and eventually fully in the greater mysteries, the cycle of manifestation of the solar logos and of of the words and of the human monad. The initiate thoroughly signifies with both of these and even adopts the, the name and the persona of the deity during the ritual. You need, see, you need to see also the occult diary of Godfrey Hudson, volume one, for more information about this ritual. But are dealing with all, all rituals, We're dealing with masonry, Rosicrucianism, and so forth. You know, uh, when, you, when you're dealing with initiations, you take it on different personalities. You know, you're not that person, person yourself take it on that personality of that uh mythical uh uh person, but there are allegories pertaining to life and pertaining to the human family as it pertains uh in society of our everyday life. That's what it pertains to. I know some of you that read books, uh, some of you that are not masons or that are not initiated in the Masonic Order, or that are initiated in the Christian Order, and when you read these books, you get a lot of uh, misunderstandings and misoverstandings and uh, uh, you know of, of these sciences or of these rituals that a lot of men and women go through. They art but they are actually acting out, or you can say a play, so to speak. That's what those initiations are about. But like I said, I'm, 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 I'm going to save this for another topic, dealing with Moore's Masonry and Rosicrucianism. Okay. All right. Despite its richness and content, the revelation of hidden wisdom is achieved with remarkable economy. Only the bare essential essentials survive the pruning process to which the narrative apparently was submitted. Councils of initiates were presumably responsible for the original documents, which contained the best of the biblical allegories. Very close supervision was evidently given with the result that even the the, the distortions of secessions of translators have not been able to completely destroy the story with its esoteric meaning. Joseph, then, is the word made flesh. The book of John 1-14, the manifested deity and the ruler of the universe in all of its manifestations as the dreams, obviously, zodiacal of the seas and of the heavens bodies clearly indicate biblical narratives also which supposedly supernatural in truth and without explanation is blended with natural or physical events ought to be regarded by students of symbolism as having special significance For in them. Revelation by allegory is associated with historical events. When such intrusions are absent, history is, for the most part, being related. Esoteric wisdom is, however, not very far away. The Old Testament abounds with illustrations of this. For example, the seven-branch candlestick the menorah of this Exodus 25 to 31 40 of the Holy of Holiness of the Holy of Holies in the Jewish Temple partly represents this sevenfold esoteric wisdom, with which its symbol is also unity, all supernatural in nature, including the seven chain rounds of globes, root races, and sub races of a single globe in one planetary scheme. The seven sephiroth and the seven sacred planets with their presiding regions are symbolized by the shape, the notes, the decorations, and the lights of the 7 branch candlestick. As these seven lights shone in the darkness to, to illumine the altar, so the secret wisdom shines through the sanctuary-inspired Jewish history to illuminate responsible minds. The mission of the Jews and the purpose of the Euridite and initiated authors of the Bible were, I suppose, to preserve, to enunciate, and to deliver to humanity the wisdom of the Chaldee Hebrew sanctuaries. And if you've noticed, the number seven was constantly being repeated through this passage. It all relates to the circle seven. There you have the circle seven. The prophet was a wise man when he compiled those informations in the Quran Gospel of Jesus Jesus the Christ and the Circle 7. Very wise. Because more likely he probably understood them more than the people that wrote them books. More likely. All he did was compile and get back and grabbed back and gave back that belonged, what was belonged to us, what 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 belonged to us in the first place. Okay. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. Genesis thirty-seven, verse one. In this verse, the authors of Genesis make it clear this that a new cycle opened with the birth of Joseph, the cycle of Jacob, thus drawing to a close. Jacob's successor had been born and was later to be taken into the new field of which Egypt is the topographical symbol, there to continue the great succession in the same way Jacob himself had moved from Manri to Canaan, to Canaan, a land which was his father had been a stranger. There are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lamb was with the sons of Bilal and with the sons of Zippah, his, father, his father's wives, and Joseph brought uh, and to his father their evil report. Genesis 37 to 2. The age of Joseph seventeen is deliberately introduced here. The numbers seven and one each refer to generations act- activity for seven indicates the close of a minor cycle. Let me read this again. The numbers seven and which and one each refer to a two generators activity for seven indicates the close of a of a minor cycle, which is circle. Cycle and circle means the same thing. That is the circle. Seven five and two is seven. Fifty-two weeks in a year. Five and two is seven. I believe I mentioned that in the last lecture and on the blog talk show last week. Okay. But I just had to remind you of that. All right, let me move along here. Okay. By reducing the number eight is gain, representing the cancellation of the equalization of debts, the balancing of karma, the action of destiny and its agents, as well as the summation until unity and the absorption by the inner self of the fruits of preceding cycles, are also denoted by the number eight. Okay? Okay, it says, it says Joseph's dream of celestial bodies. and Joseph's second dream, the macrocosmic principles of creation, being with the bigger world or the larger world or the universe, okay are deliberately indicated. Human beings are eliminated from the allegory, the brothers being represented by the sun, moon and 11 stars. Okay? I'll read this again. Human beings are eliminated from the allegory. The brothers being represented by the sun, moon, and eleven stars. The eleven stars, I'm going to keep that on another subject, I'm going to give. Because there are eleven stars, there were eleven states. And the Confederate States of America during the Civil War. Okay, but they have thirteen stars on the Confederate flag. But I have I went I have, I have broke that down a while back, and pre in a uh, recent uh, blog talk show. So I'm not going to go into that again. Okay. Okay, the sun is the word or the logos. The moon is the matter of the universe. And the 11 stars are zodiacal powers and intelligence. 12 and all one conjoined with the sun. Read this again. The sun is the word, meaning logos, okay? The moon is the matter of the universe. And the 11 stars are the zodiacal powers and intelligence. 12 and all were conjoined with the sun in the microcosmic interpretation. the sun is the individual atma, the monad and manifestation both as an as an ego and also as a personality uh, Some some people uh, uh, some people pronounce ego as ego. Okay. The moon is the individual transcript of the Monad, illumined and thus special specialized substance of all the vehicles, and particularly of those of mortals in any one incarnation. For the moon is the planet of generation, death, and disintegration. The substance of which the superficial physical and Physical bodies are built, corresponds universe, universally to the matter of the planes of nature and to the sheath of different degrees or differing degrees of density in which the one life is clothed. The stars correspond to the intelligence, life essence of each of the human bodies or principle. See, so that deals with the, what they call the stellar mysteries. You have the solar mysteries, which is the sun, the lunar mysteries, which is the moon, and the stellar mysteries, which is the stars. Okay? The stars correspond to the intelligent life essence of each of the human bodies or principles. However, it was not the physical celestial bodies which made obeisance in the dream, but rather that their informing intelligences. Whose collaboration was obtained? The life essence of each of the human, each of the, each of the human bodies is vibrationally attained to the informing spirit of Dian Codan of one of the stars. These vibrate in unison. Interaction is continually occurring. It says here normally the interior zodiacal qual- or qualities of humans and the ex uh, the exterior influences of the twelve signs are beyond human control. When the latter stages of evolution are entered upon, however, the monad assumes increasing control of planetary, stellar, and zodiacal attributes and influences on the on the one hand and, and of their effects upon these various spiritual vehicles on the other. Ultimately, they are completely... Master, and it is it is this state which is mirrored in the two dreams of Joseph. The this chapter of Genesis and these verses can be regarded as typical examples of the revelation and yet one uh, yet concealment of potentially power bestowing knowledge, as above interpreted. The dreams refers to. The Kabbalistic doctrine, then the whole universe and with all its parts, from the highest plane down to physical nature, it is interlocked, interwoven to make a string, whole, one body, one organism, one power, one life, one consciousness, all cyclically evolving around, under I mean under one law. The organs or parts of this body, the macrocosm although apparently separated in space and plane of manifestation, are, in fact, harmonious. Or, in fact, harmonious
1: to interrelated,
0: intercommunicative, intercommunic- uh, communicative and continually interactive. It says here, the human being, being who discovered uh, this truth could enter the power aspect of the universe and tap tap any one of these forces. This person would then become endowed with almost irresistible irresistible influences both over nature and over, over the rest of humanity. A similar allegory is the story of Joshua, making the sun and the moon stand still. Hmm, okay. That's in uh, Joshua 10, 12 to 14. If you want to learn more about it, you want to read more about it, you know, this is why you need these books to understand the Holy Bible. You need these books. And they have a little something about the Torah as well. and to give you a really clear understanding of the Bible in this metaphysical and symbolical sense. And also in this uh, astronomical sense as well. Because once you learn uh, the, the, the esoteric science of the Bible, the Quran, and the Torah, you will never see these religions or these books as the the same again. It's just like when you become conscious, when you become really conscious as well as spiritually conscious, you will never see the news as you – you you never look at the news as you had looked at it before. Okay. I'm going to finish this out right here. Returning to chapter thirty seven of Genesis, Joseph personifies the forthgoing ray of the monad or Atma nearing a, a death ship and is therefore capable of controlling the manifestation in him of the solar and lunar forces. This achieves the mind of the initiate it is both perpetually illumined, it is always a day and able to overcome all adverse attributes, which is enemies, previously pres- present in his or her human nature. Okay, I'm going to read this again. Okay. It says here, returning to the chapter 37 of Genesis, Joseph personifies the fourth going ray of the monad or periturus atma nearing a death ship and is therefore capable of controlling the manifestation in him of the solar and lunar forces which means the feminine and masculine forces as well okay because the, the feminine uh, forces represents the moon or uh, lunar uh, uh, mysteries of, of the uh, masculine represents the solar or uh, represents the sun Okay, that is the uh, masculine and the feminine, uh, um, what you say, nature in all of us. This is what they are talking about. Okay, this achieves the mind of the initiate in both, particularly illumined. It is always, and able to overcome all adverse attributes the enemies, and previously pre- uh, present in his or her human nature. In the story of Joseph, this whole incident happens in a dream, then implying a uh, see here super-mundane state of awareness, acting consciously in his immortal Selfhood, Joseph typically of all initiates, bring his vehicle, their powers and their attributes under the direction of his will. These are represented by his brothers who correctly in one sense represent the idea of being being placed in a subordinate position. The further of Monet, however, comprehends the dream or observe the saying, okay? I'm gonna put this down. I'm gonna go on to uh, Dr. Arlene's book, The First World Order. Okay. Also dealing with the Bible. Also dealing with the Bible. Okay, reading from Dr. Eileen's book, First World Order, okay? This is page 333. It says here, Lucifer is the Latin name of the archangel, or archangel, spell A-N-G-E-L, Uriel, or Uriel, is Hebrew, and means the fire of God, or the light of God. In the Holy Bible, Old Testament, Isaiah uh, 14, 12-15, it states, how art thou fallen from the heaven, or from heaven, meaning the crown chakra. Read this again. It states, how art thou fallen from heaven, from the crown chakra. Lucifer's son of the morning, kundalini shakti or prana is the all-pervading energy of the universe and bodily form. In its most dense form is the red-colored energy at the root-based chakra called the red dragon. Its negative qualities are self-centered, insecurity, violence, greed, anger, when overly concerned with one's physical survival, how art thou cut down to the ground? Matter, that's the parentheses. of the ground is matter, which didn't waken or weaken the nations. For thou hast, thou, thou hast said in thine heart or will, I will ascend into heaven, which is the spinal column. When you ascend into heaven, the spinal column, you're, you're,
1: you're ascending
0: up the spinal column, up the Kundalini chakras. You're ascending. Okay. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Seven chakras. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the size of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. The brain, celibrium, and cerebellum. Cerebellum. Okay? This is what he's talking about. I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. Because the root chakra, prostate gland, or sacred, or, or solar plexus, or sacred plexus, and the side of the pit, in the Holy Bible, New Testament, Luke 10, Eighteen to twenty states, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning far from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power, Shakina, or Kundalini Shakti, to read on. I mean, to to, to tread on serpents, which is uh, uh, Ida either, uh, either equals black serpent or snake. Pingala, while serpent or snake and subhuman, the hollow central uh, column where the kundalini or serpent fire is risen, like Jesus was risen or resurrected from the dead and ascended to his father, Pita, which Pita means father, or the pineal gland, which is the third eye, or the black dot, which are in heaven, which are in heaven, and scorpions, and all the, and all the power of the enemy, and, and nothing shall be any, by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in, the, in this rejoice, not that the Spirit are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. says here in the Gnostic text Sirius a, or a set is called Sophia. In the Catholic Church she's called Mary, the Holy Madonna, the mother of God or the Queen of Heaven. In Christian Christianity she is called the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. In pre Arabic she is called a lot. In Samaria, she is called Ishtar, or Esther, the Bible, the Holy Bible in the Old Testament. Or Easter, in ancient commit uh, or Egypt. She is called Aset, Hether, Heather, or Mary, or M-E-R-I, instead of M-A-R-Y, in English. The Red Spectrum. Light or the slowest spectrum of light formed the physical body into existence, the last of the seven Elohim. We must begin to look at the prophets metaphysically instead of historically or literally because otherwise they do not exist. Therefore, according to the Holy Bible, New Testament. Revelation uh, of all states that there are seven seals. This is what he's talking about. We must understand them esoterically. Like you said, uh, they don't exist, but esoterically they do exist. Symbolically they do exist. You know, metaphysically they do exist when you're dealing with metaphysics. But in reality, no. Okay. Muhammad, M U H A M M A D, is the last seal of the prophets, thus symbolizing the element of prana. And or the last seal in man, the crown chakra. Actually, there is a uh, photonic galaxy-like cloud, the internal replica of the external Milky Way galaxy, and the, uh, that hovers over the pineal gland, that teleports the spiritual soul, astral or star body, upward each night to explore the Milky Way. Thus, the origin the of the Almacht. Night of Power. Okay, the All-Maji Night. Night of Power or White Horse-type creature, animal. It says no in Greek. Mythology: The flying white horse is Pegasus. Pegasus. In the in the book of Revelation, Jesus comes out of heaven on a flying white horse, and he has Muhammad flying on a white horse called the Baruch, meaning shining light. The Kundalini Shakti appears, appearance in in whitish, uh, Messiah God, his Roman. English trans, transliteration name was Quicksilver. His Hebrew equivalent is the Archangel or uh, Gabriel, Gabriel, the messenger of God, according to the Holy Quran. Who came to Prophet Muhammad and taught him the, uh, uh, taught him uh, Gabriel or the Barut is the animal Lord nature mindset of man called the Kundalini Shakti force that rises up through the seven heaven and the seven chakra. Ahmad Muhammad this is all related to the Bible and the Torah and the Holy Quran. This is what he's talking about. You know, there's some people have a hard time understanding understand these books. What I'm talking about a lot of people have not yet got into the, these uh, these sciences, but I really uh, advise you to. It would behoove you to get into them. To the name David means in Hebrew, beloved. The symbolizing element of air, and a heart chakra, and the thymus gland. Abraham, Ab Ab father, Ab Ra, Ham. Allegorically means the land of Ur. Ur means fire in the Chaldean Hebrew dialect, thus symbolizing the element fire and the solar nature of the pancreas organ. Also, Chaldea uh, means um, the abode of demons. The solar plexus is part of the fourth devil. Adam was made from the dust of the ground, of or clay. In Genesis, meaning uh, Genesis of I said, or Isis from the Holy Bible, meaning from Greek Roman, uh, from Greco Roman word, Helios Biblios. The English translation is sun pages or sun book. In other words, originally conveyed. By the true, may of the sun. In the Holy Quran, meaning sun cycle, Adam was made from black mud. In other words, black matter, dark matter, melanin or celestial dust in the flesh, thus symbolizing the element of earth, the base or Root chakra. Okay? He's dealing with Genesis, the Holy Quran, and the Bible. And he's dealing with the root words, where these words came from. Okay. Dan is missing from the list according to the Holy Bible, the Old Testament, Deuteronomy. The repetition of the law, 33-22, to Dan is a lion's wealth. This is the exact same description of Judah in the Holy Bible, or the Holy Bible Old Testament. Genesis means beginning, lineage means uh uh, chapter forty nine verse nine Judah is a lion's whip or whelp. Therefore the real reason for Dan being missing in the Dan and Judah are one. This is also the reason why Man- oh boy Manasseh Manasseh means cause mind to forget. He represents understanding. A faculty of the mind, Dina, which means judge, is never mentioned at all. However, her meaning ha- <clears throat> just happens to be the past tense of Dan, which means judge. Dina is the uh, the feminine quality of the judgment faculty. And oh boy. And Ma's uh initiation in Dan symbolize the faculty of judgment in man in the earliest expression before it is sealed in the spiritual plane. The holy the the, the Holy Bible Old Testament Genesis seventeen to twenty and as far as Ishmael I have blessed him and will make his fruitful. And will uh, will make him fruitful, and we will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall be beget, and I shall make him a great nation. And these are the same are the name the same names of the sons of Ishmael by the by the names according to uh, according to their generations, the fourth shall of Ishmael. Okay, these names are, let's see. Nebuchadnezzar, the prophetic, Ulysses, Jupiter, Europa, Herb, Sheeta, Tau, Ruby. Number two, Kadar, dark skinned or black, Saturn. Number three, Abel, servant of God, Mercury, Tehudi. Okay, fourth, Misham, pleasant aroma. Earth, Geb, Topaz. Fifth, Mishma Ma, Declaring of Mars. Haru, Kuti, Beru. Six, Duma, Land of Silence. Pluto, Asaru, Quartz. Seven, Masa, Burial of the Soul of Divine Oracle. Neptune, Hapi, Garnet. Six, Hadar, Concealed in a Chamber. Chamber, Moon. Het Heru, Sapphire. Nine, Tema, sun, sun, in the Southern Quarter. Sun, Etumra, Bodegra, is Nep, Heru, the golden living light, which also symbolizes the sun. Tema is also Tammuz. Okay. Ten, Jethra, the pillar of light, Uranus, Heru. Okay, 11. Nafish, spirit of man, Venus, Binu, ox, 12. Ketma, ancient, eternal, and that uh, which exceeds all limits. Okay, continue on here and the holy bible new testament matthew twenty five one to thirteen then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took took their lamps and went out to meet. The bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom, soul of the pineal gland, was delayed, they all slumbered and, and slept. Then all those virgins were rose, trimmed, uh, trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil for our lamps. And it says here um, at midnight the cry was heard Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him or going or going um, or going out and buy and buy for yourselves and why they went to buy the buy the bridegroom by the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him in the wedding and the door was shut afterward the other versions came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us therefore for um, open to what open the seven plus seals but he answered and said surely I say to you I do not know you watch therefore for you know neither the day or the hour and which the son of man you get the kind of of why and get mixed up by my words. Excuse, excuse me. Hmm. Yeah, this, this, these passages are actually for studying, and not for actually reading out loud to an audience. I see. To go back to the volume uh, one of the hidden wisdom in the holy Bible. Some difficulty created by a lateral reading of the Bible. Okay, lateral reading. Okay, in addition to its value as a vehicle for hidden wisdom the sacred language can prove helpful in solving otherwise unsolvable biblical problems. While belief or faith in the possibility of supernatural intervention makes one scriptural statement credible, nevertheless, physical laws and astronomical facts cannot be changed. Admittedly, some miracles strain almost beyond reasonable limits. One's power to believe them. The hydromatic pressure exerted in dividing and holding back on either side of a dry bed the waters of the Red Sea. dealing with Exodus 14 to 21 to 31 and the river of Jordan of Joshua 3, 14 to 17, must have involved the use of almost incalculable energy. Nevertheless, it directs theergic action is presumed to have occurred, then these uh, miracles would not have been impossible. The heliocentric or sun-centered system, however, cannot be altered. The sun is at the center of our solar system, which is the source of light. Planets throughout their orbital motion around the sun revolve on their axis, without which rotation there could be no alternation of day and night. Yet in the first chapter of Genesis, it is plainly stated that there were these were three days and three nights before the sun, moon, and stars were created. This would have been an astronomical impossibility. Okay? But I want to remind you, too, that the sun don't move anywhere. It is the sun and moon. It is the moon, the sun, just sit there. And pull gravity toward all the planets and the stars. The, the 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 Earth circles around the sun around 12 times. The moon circles around the sun 13 times, which is the complete. When the moon circles around the sun 13 times, it it completes its lunar cycle which uh, is the lunar cycle of uh, the number 13, the lunar cycle of completion. That's what the Confederate, uh, the Confederate flag of the stars, 13 stars, is based on also. When it complete its lunar cycle, then you have a new beginning. The 13 colonies, the reason why the, uh, the revolutionary war was started at 13 colonies, the number 13. The Federal Reserve System was started in 1913, the 13th year of the 20th century. And it goes on and on and on. I think the Federal Reserve started in 1913, so did the IRS and the Bureau of Firearms and Tobacco were all formed in that same year. that the Federal Reserve System was formed in December of that year of 1913 Time as a mirror of eternity The author of the scriptures saw eternal truth mirrored in events and even in time for them illumined as they were Every material happening was a, flight, was a light with spiritual insignificance. They knew the outer world for what it was, the shadow of a great reality. There could say with Elizabeth Browning, "Earth's crown with heaven, and every common bush a fire with God and with, and with her would add, But only he who sees takes off his shoes." They record the records of this history of the universe and of the earth. The scriptures of the world portray far more than events and time. They reveal in concrete and therefore more readily understandable form eternal truth, ultimate reality, universal occurrences. Some sometimes the, the real sometimes the real was more visible to them than the shadow. Whereupon the born history, history took second place. At other times the record of physical events predominated. This concept of the purpose of the method of the ancient writers is advanced in this work as the key to the mystical study of the Bible. The clue to the discovery of the inexhaustible treasures of wisdom and truth concealed with the cost casket, of exoteric scriptures. Exoteric, meaning the outer meaning of things. Instead of esoteric, the hidden meaning. Okay? So they're getting ready to to shut me off here. Um, I'm going to apologize to a lot of you tonight because uh, the night, the light I have in, in this room is very, very dim and I can't hardly see the words that I'm reading. So, uh, the other, my other brighter light has blew out so I had to do the best I, best I can So, but it will be better next time I guarantee you that so uh, those of you that have any questions uh, you can call 910-364-9099 or you can call 314-644-4425 All right. Like I say, I hope you enjoyed the lecture tonight. Uh, But uh, next week it'll be a better one. I can guarantee you that. All right. Uh, As I say in other lectures, a Haute Washita East, the Wasamatakonda family. Peace family.
1: Peace. I'm out.